Doc Manson at Doc Manson DC Matthews at the DC Matthews this is the list I'm trying something new, Doc Manson. Trying something new. Doc Manson, at Doc Manson, this is the first episode of The List that is a DDT Wrestling exclusive. Of course, I am going to try something new. But but it's not really a DDT Wrestling exclusive. I mean, The List is still a fine affiliate of the NAI Wrestling Network. That is true, but we are not going to be... We are hosting the show on our DDT wrestling feed, which is unusual for us. So what you're saying is if people want to hear this episode of The List, and ideally they know this because they're listening to this audio, but if they want to listen to this episode of The List and all subsequent episodes of The List, they would need to be tuned in to DDT Wrestling Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Spotify coming soon, I hope. I've got a uh, nice. a request in, so we will see how that goes. Oh, you're the man, Doc Manson. Yeah. You're the man. Well, you know, I saw that Salty Chips got listed on Spotify, and I was like, hey, if those assholes can do it, there's no way that they're going to reject us. No offense, Chip. I love you. Just saying, you've got six episodes. We've been going for two and a half years, so I assume if there's some sort of cutoff thing, we've we got to be able to get in. I think, so I figured I'd give it a shot. I think we should make the cut. Yes. So, I wanted to start off, Pav had sent us that music a few weeks ago, I thought let's take some of it, though you just told me right before we started recording that that intro you mocked when we first did it <laughs> is now growing on you. So, yeah, it's okay. Uh, I like it, actually. I think you should put it in before um, Pav's all right. thing. I think we should keep using it. I actually kind of like it. Right. It goes well with our brand new The List artwork that I created. It's beautiful. And we released Twitter this week. It's yeah. beautiful. It's beautiful. And uh, I don't know if you know this. I got an email that I was very excited about. I have mail coming. I have a DDT Wrestling t-shirt <gasps> coming to me. Because I went. Well, no, I didn't. I could have gone to bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sale and purchased the new DDT Wrestling shirt. I didn't uh, because I was a fool. And so, now, but I still am getting the shirt. I'm actually getting one for myself, and Mrs. Matthews wants one, too. Oh. Um, I will be shocked if she ever wears it out of the house, but at least it's good to know that. What's the, she, what's the third one for? I, I bought two for myself. Oh, okay. I'll probably end up doing the same at some point. Because I love um, that there's color selection. And if people remember, the first time I bought a shirt, a DDT wrestling shirt for myself, it came out weird. Like the the graphic oh, yeah. was all funky, so I never actually got to wear it. Have you worn a DDT wrestling shirt out of the house? Absolutely. Um, I've worn uh, mine several times. I had one that I ended up getting a, a bleached spot on it, so... But then I had had a second one, so I, I continued to wear that one. It's not aging super well, that original shirt, but um, it's not like this new shirt, ladies and gentlemen. This one is nothing but high-quality textile with a excellent printed process that's sure to last for many years. Uh, of course. With gentle washing. Have we sold 25 yet? 30? 
Um, yeah, we've sold. Well, let's see. You bought three. Yeah. And um, we know Rachel bought one. The 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 best of the besties. The first uh, sale outside of DC Matthews. And um, Brandon yeah, said, yeah. Brandon said he bought one. He, he did. All right. He did. We are well on our way to double digits. Uh, is that something it? Like that. Is that it? So bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sale all lowercase. I discovered that if you 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 do like DDT uppercase for some reason it doesn't work. So it has to be bit.ly forward slash DDT shirt sale all, all lowercase. lowercase. All right, maybe that's and that'll get maybe you that's there. the problem. You should tweet that out because I bet that's the problem. Oh, we wait would have sold. When is this shirt going – oh, I'm sorry, not shirt. When is this episode going up on the feed? Because that link, that sale price is only good until the end of the day on Monday after Raw. Well, we normally release on Tuesdays. <laughs> well, we don't have to continue that anymore no, since we we're on our own we feed. Want. We are affiliates now. We Maybe we'll release we like. this on Mondays. I don't know. Either way – um, it is a new dawn. It is a new day. Maybe we, I'll try to make sure that that link still directs you to the shirt even once the sale is over. I will do that. All right. I'm sure I can manage that. But either way, um, it's a new start. Not necessarily. The list is staying the same, of course. We're not going to start over with the list. Dear God, no. Um, oh, We are thank still you. on a quest to rank the top ten. Oh, not the top ten. We have a top ten. All <laughs> of the wrestlers. Uh, but this time we're going to try something a little different rather than Doc Manson sending me a number and then me having to crawl through the Google Doc to find the name. Uh, Doc Manson earlier today sent me numbers. I have now matched them to names. I know who's going on the list today. Doc Manson does not. And if it works, took me about an hour and a half to figure it out. But I think... <laughs> We're going to have some music to go okay. with this. You asked for some better production value. You asked for some music. How great would it be to have some right. music? I think I can. I think we're going to have it. All right. Well, I we'll think. see how this goes. But right now, to summarize, we've got 107 uh, talents currently on wow. the list. Uh, in last place, number 107. We have NXT talent Shayna Baszler. I do feel bad about that because I don't know that that's accurate, but at the same time, I can't think of anywhere else for her to be. I mean, I would if we wanted if we want to start splitting hairs about this. I could see putting her just shy of Boris Zukov. Like, I'd be willing to go that high. I'd like to point out, however, that no one has taken us to task online. No. There's a lot of people commenting about the list. Not one person has come to the defense no. of Shayna Baszler. Somebody did say that episode one of the list is perhaps the greatest single podcast they ever heard. I actually think this last week I heard that from like three people. So people out there digging the list. So that's that's good stuff. I'm excited. But before we get started, that's who's in last place. And let's just run down the top ten. Yes, and I, I think it's interesting this week. The top ten is interesting this week because the number ten name that Doc Manson at Doc Manson is about to read was the first greatest wrestler of all time. 
That's right. Week one of the list. This person was at the top of the list. Shows in now eight, in in the in seven weeks in seven episodes, he's dropped from f- first to tenth. That's how crazy this list changes on a week to week basis. I am have to imagine at this point it's going to become increasingly difficult um, for somebody to actually make it into that number one slot. I suspect. I don't know this for sure. It depends, obviously, on on the names that get called. But I think John Cena is probably read the read the top ten. Okay, read the top. All right, number ten, Chavo Guerrero Jr. Number nine, Jeff Jarrett. Number eight, the Great Muta. Number seven, Vader. Number six, Antonio Inoki. Five, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Number four. Rowdy Roddy Piper, number three, Kevin Owens, number two, the bad guy Scott Hall, and the greatest wrestler of all time is John Cena. Da, 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 da. I don't want to spoil it. Da, 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 da. I, d- I don't want to spoil it. But no, okay. But I do think John Cena's safe for another week. You spoiled it. Everybody listening, they like not knowing. They like the anticipation. They don't know. Oh, DC, what are you doing? I'm sorry. You're ruining the show. I'm You're sorry. ruining it. Let's edit that out. Then edit it back in. All right. Uh, I think I'm ready to go, especially since the first name, I couldn't find any music for him. So. Okay. Who's the first name on the, the list? First, I week? keep waiting for you to give me a number. It's going to be so, so confusing. The first name on the list this week, here we go, ring the bell, ding, 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 is Tom Marquez. Tom Marquez. Yes, a storied wrestler with a long and historic career. Uh, DC, what was the name of the company that he first started out in? I'm forgetting now. What, what was... I don't remember that. I know he came to fame in Extreme Championship Wrestling. Oh, yes, of course, of course. That Tom Marquez, yes, from from ECW, he, yes. He yes. wrestled as uh, wrestled under his real na- name and then wrestled as The Prodigy in ECW. The but, Prodigy. But had quite a few matches, not to be confused with Prototype, which was the original wrestling name for our number one wrestler, John Cena. I see. So where do you see Tom Marquez on this list? Well, the problem is... I don't. I've never watched Tom Marquez wrestle. You've <laughs> never watched Tom Marquez wrestle. So no, no storied career. So ECW normally alum. when that happens, we don't put them on the list necessarily. We go to the female list. So okay, I'm willing to do that this week. All right. Well, Tom Marquez, I'm sorry to say. You do not make the list. Now, now I feel I do feel bad about that because there are some names on this list. No, actually, no. We have watched all of them. Okay, never mind. I retract that. I no longer feel bad about it. Tom Marquez, off the list. If you would like to plead your case, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Just want to point out, we already have some emails for next week's DDT Wrestling. In- Lovely. Including yeah. an explanation on what seminary school is. Finally, someone's going to tell me. All this right. Is fantastic. So we All right, mo- so who's the first woman that we are going to put onto this list this week? I'll show you. Oh, let's let's listen to the ad first cuz it's a YouTube link. <laughs> what did you, you are the worst. I don't know how this
Is that Stacy Keebler? That is Stacy Keebler. Uh oh. Stopping it will be difficult. Stop. Oh, DC. Stop. It won't work. What won't? There we go. You can't you can't pause it. What are you I, doing? I was trying to pause it. It wouldn't pause. What are you even playing this in? Just YouTube? Yes, I made a YouTube playlist of the theme songs that we would need for this week's show. And and you're just playing them on the speaker on your iPad. Yes. Was it not great audio quality? <laughs> <laughs> we the production values I think are going down. Not you up. play the <laughs> Brutus theme all the time. Yeah, but that's a joke. <laughs> No, it, we'll see how it sounds. I actually, it's hard to tell how it sounds over. I will. The I will say, stuff, so. if the sound is iffy, I might go in, try to s- download the YouTube to an MP3, and then try to put it in. But depends on whatever. How much well, well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how uh, it goes but yes, Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler. Now, uh, I Stacy Keebler spent a good amount of time as the desktop background of my computer in college. She also spent a good amount of time as the girlfriend of George Clooney. That's also true, though not part of her wrestling career, so I don't believe we can count that. I don't know. She began her career as a Nitro girl. Um, Okay. Then she was known as Miss Hancock in WCW. Uh, Mm -hmm. She wore, you know, she was kind of like the Dana Brooke character now, you know, dressing up with the glasses and all of that sort of thing. The precursor, if you will. Kind of. Then she moved to WWF. She was seducing Mr. McMahon at one point. She was part of the Dudleys at one point. Uh, I think. Nope. She wasn't part of the Hurricane and Rosie. Was she a superhero? Or was that Mighty Molly? I don't. I don't recall her being part of it, but doesn't mean that she wasn't. But um, you know, she did have she did wrestle, not very well, but she wrestled. No, not very well, but better than Marty Bell. So, so you know, she was of the era where lots of the lots of the matches had gimmicks that were kind of demeaning. Um, Just say it, brawn panty matches. Yes. I'm not going to say those words. No, why? Because what's wrong with those words? They're uncomfortable words. They're just. But they're a factual representation of what was portrayed by the product at that time. And I'm glad you said it. Thank you. Okay. Fair uh, so when I think of her on the list, you know, culturally, she did have a big impact. She was kind of a poster child for a long, you know, she was, she showed up a lot. She did date George Clooney. Um but she doesn't rank very high on this list. Sorry, Stacey. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I mean, Stacey... In terms of, like, I do think that she has an equal sort of, she's sort of an equal in terms of being an icon as, I think, like, a Tori Wilson would be. Um, Absolutely, women of wrestling. Yeah. Going through my Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazines that my parents saved for me, apparently, and she graces the cover of the Women of Wrestling issue. But I don't know if she really ranks as high as Tori Wilson does on this list. (sighs) It's interesting because literally seconds before we began this conversation, I was watching WCW as I am wont to do these days, and Tori Wilson has just made her debut. Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. But then again, she probably, if Tori Wilson's at 39 on this list, she probably should be in striking distance of that. Um, mm-hmm. We ranked Tori Wilson above Candice LeRae and Mike Kanellis and Bobby Lashley and Alberto Del Rio. 
maybe somewhere in between Tori and Candace. Do you think Candace, again, Candace's career is still ongoing? Mm, mm. I mean, yeah, I definitely, I think, I mean, we're, t- we're with Candace, we're in the same, you know, breath as Scott Dawson, Amish, Roadkill, Drago. And, you know, I think I do see Stacy Keebler somewhere in this vicinity. Maybe, I'm trying to think maybe below Drago, but, but at the same time, I could see her above Mike Kanellis as well. So I'm tempted, just because it's Alberto Del Rio, to put her at 42 for two uh, reasons. Number one, because it would be above Alberto Del Rio. And number two, 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. And for a while there in my younger days, that was Stacy Keebler. All right. I like that reasoning. Thank you. You do realize that as soon as we rank anyone above 42, she will not be 42 anymore. Yes. Okay. But that's fine. For now, just for this moment, let it be so. Stacy Keebler is number 42. Next up on the list, we will move fast and furious now that we don't have to do that. So we've taken care of Tom Marquez. The next person on the list is King Kong. Not King Kong Bundy. Just King Kong. Okay. Who the heck is that, DC? King Kong was a wrestler in WCW in the early 90s. He was part of the Colossal Kongs tag team. It was King Kong and Awesome Kong. Not to be confused with the Awesome Kong who wrestled in TNA and then became Karma. Right. Um... His hmm. biggest claim to fame that I remember him from, because I have watched King Kong wrestle, is... Are you familiar with Battle Bowl? Let's, for a moment, presume that, that I am not. not familiar with Battle Bowl. In which case, how would you explain it to the audience, DC? Battle Bowl was a pay-per-view uh, from World Championship Wrestling, WCW, and Battle Bowl was a tag team tournament where the tag teams were randomly drawn. So at one point, Mean Gene Okerlund had one of those bingo caller things, and you would pull out a name, and whoever he called would team up to wrestle other people that he then called. Doc Manson is being brought something. Is it a beverage? Is it a snack? It is a Rice Krispie treat. Homemade. I could not find the mystery-flavored Peeps at the grocery store yesterday. If I had, I would have bought them. We were just out ourselves, and we did not see those. But I think I let you down slightly because we did not buy this. But they had Peep Oreos. Interesting. The filling was Peep. Okay. Uh, It looked really gross to me. So, Battle Bowl random tag teams. So, obviously... It's random, which means that in this battle bowl, King Kong went ahead and wrestled. He teamed actually with Dustin Rhodes, a.k.a. Goldust, and he wrestled Awesome Kong and the Equalizer because it was so random that many times tag teams faced each other. The partners would face each other as wrestling Hmm. booking is wont to do. Yeah, I mean, clearly completely random. So, again, um, he had a career before that. He wrestled under the name Big Hoss McAllister. He wrestled under Meat. He was Texas Terminator Hoss. 
Um, clearly some great names, but again, not a storied career. I would not say that King Kong ranks above the Horner line. The Horner line, in case you're curious, currently stands at Tim Horner is ranked 87th out of the 108 names on the list. So I would put King Kong down in the, he, uh, Boris Zukov is higher than him. He's probably in the big Tilly, David Flair conversation, somewhere right around 100. Do you rank him above Dudley Dudley? Uh, no, I suppose I don't. So maybe he's even down in the Sally Graziano down at 104. We're near the bottom of the list here. Yeah, we are. But, you know, I think I'd be pretty comfortable somewhere around that Mustafa Saeed. Yep. I'm going to actually Graziano. put him at 105. He's just below Sally Graziano, but ahead of Angel Medina. Okay. All right. But, you know, still several places above Shanna Baszler. Yes. He's at least four places above Shanna Baszler. All right. Here we go. Our next name. We've got some more music coming your way, Doc Manson. When oh, I played boy. with this before, the YouTube... Uh, nope, we got more another ad. Oh boy, there. This is how are your taxes? Because it's an ad for QuickBooks. Nope, never mind. Oh, it was so good. I can barely hear that, and I don't recognize it. This You're gonna is, have to tell me. This is the theme. Ooh, the pause worked that time. See, we're getting there. We're getting there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is the theme for Man Mountain Rock. I don't know who that is. Otherwise known as Max Payne. Do you not? Know I mean, who I know is? who Max Payne is because the video there games. was a series of video games. Not that guy. Based off of um, then, no, I have no idea who this is. Man Mountain Rock was a wrestling character in the WWF in the mid '90s. He was a, a heavy metal guitarist. He played a guitar in the shape of the old classic WWF logo. So give him a Google, oh. and you'll see the guitar. Tie dye. All right. Yes, he wrestled as Max Payne, a similar kind of character, a little more uh, dark goth kind of character. He is a former WCW tag team champion with Cactus Jack. Interesting. I mean, just from what I'm seeing here, just looking the look, the tie dye, the guitar, like I'm getting a at least ten times better than Elias vibe from this gentleman. So. Uh, I, I wow. think he's going to be wow. pretty good on this list. Uh, I don't know about that because he wrestled, again, he wrestled in WCW for a brief minute. He wrestled in the WWF for a brief minute. And then I personally have no idea what happened to him. Um, well, you say brief minute, but he was there long enough that they made a WWF trading card for Man Mountain Rock. So clearly this gentleman is, you know, is worthy of, of, of at least having a rookie card for the WWF trading card Yes, series. he wrestled, in, but it was one year. I'm just telling you that Elias does not have a trading card. And that, so. Well, not yet. And then I'd like to point out that in 2003, <laughs> he sued the makers of the Max Payne video game, claiming that they stole his name and music. 
I don't know if the Max Payne or, you know, it says here, accuse them of stealing the ring name and his neo-noir theme for the protagonist of the video game, Max Payne. He had a neo-noir theme? This tie-dyed gentleman? I'm not buying that for a second. I'm guessing that lawsuit was thrown out. So, yes. So, again, not sure he needs to be very high on this list. Uh, again, I hesitate to say he should be above the Horner line, though I don't know if Tim Horner had a trading card. Doesn't seem like he would have. So maybe Although he, he may should. have a t-shirt in the future. Maybe he should. Maybe he should go up there to that Lash LaRue you know, Shad Gaspard area somewhere around 80. Yeah, I think right around 80. Let's put him at 80. Drop the... Who's Takahashi again? Is Takahashi... The Tokyo Pimp. Oh. Yeah, let's put him above that. All right. Man Mountain Rock is at 80. The next name on this list is from a the similar era. In fact, I'm willing to bet that this guy wrestled... Man Mountain Rock at one point. Do you know who Louis Spicoli is? That's a name that I know. The na- the the face is not coming to me at the moment. Let me look him up. But if I definitely know the name. If you were a fan of wrestling in the mid if WWF in the nineties in that cartoony era, you would know him as Rad Radford. He was a grunge guy. Yeah, uh, there we go. Famous gimmick was wanting to be a body Donna. And so, but he was, he was known as Louis Spicoli. He wrestled in ECW. He wrestled in the WCW. He died during his WCW career of substance abuse. Um, Ooh, 27. Yeah. That's an early death. It is. But, uh, but again, he is a, you know, he is a, a classic, uh, good wrestler. He might have created the Death Valley driver. Yeah. He was called the Spicoli to Wikipedia, driver. He's he's sometimes credited as being the inventor of the Death Valley Driver, but and I don't know. There's there's a you know reference here, but supposedly it was actually innovated by female wrestler Atsuko Mita. But I mean, you know, that's someone crazy well, on Wikipedia. So who later knows? down the list, we're going to come across another person, and I'm going to argue this person's case of being high on the list because of a move they did create, but we'll get to that in four or five names here. Um, Mm. But again, Louis Spicoli, he was good. He was part of the NWO. He played a lackey role fairly well. I would say he would rank above Man Mountain Rock. Uh, You know, I'm looking at the Blue Meanie at 58. He probably shouldn't rank above the Blue Meanie. But maybe in that Evan Bourne, Jimmy Del Rey, mid-60s area? I promise you, the next name yeah. is somebody you know, so this will be Let's easier do for you. It. Yeah. I'm feeling maybe... I, I could go lower. No, no, I, but, if you th- yeah, I think we got to go lower. If you I don't think, think I can Swan rank him above Axel Rotten. Rotten. Yeah, I don't, think I, can, I don't think I can rank him above Axel Rotten. Do you want to put him... Dante Fox, Tom Zank, right around 75. Absolutely. All right, 75. Louis Spicoli. All right, next up. Stop playing the same ad over and over again. How do you do this? How do you get YouTube without ads? That's what I want to know. Um, you subscribe to YouTube Red. Aiden English. Aiden English. One half 
of the VOD Villains Tag Team. One half of the Rusev Former. Day Tag Team. That's not a tag team. It's kind he's of. a ballet. Okay, but he's wrestled as part of that tag team before. Whatever. So has Lana. She's still a ballet. I suppose that's true. But yes, Aiden English next on our list. Um, do you like Aiden English? I do like Aiden English. I enjoyed the VOD Villains more than I probably should have. Um, as we've said before on the podcast, I think they probably peaked with blue pants. But even still, it was it was a great gimmick. The two of them, I think, played off each other very well. It was a gimmick that was never destined to do very well on the main roster. And, you know, obviously having some behavioral problems with half the team also probably didn't help them establish themselves. But Aiden English himself I've always thought was pretty good. I've enjoyed this sort of uh, renaissance that he's had on his own. And then, of course, coming on with with Rusev. Again, he's never really made it very far, but the stuff that he's doing with Rusev is genuinely good, wrestle silly. Mm -hmm. So I look favorably upon him, and he is a decent wrestler as well. So... I, I think that gets him at least to the midpoint of this list. I, I'm looking again, you know, number 50 is Mark Marrow, who Johnny B. Bad had a long career. But again, you know, do you rank him above Rosie? Hmm. Do you rank him above Kalisto? Do you rank him above that rib-eating Mantar? Yes, I think, I, th- I think he's above Mantar. Okay, so now we're at 56 or higher. Amish Roadkill's at 47. Do you rank him above Amish Roadkill, sir? Probably not. Okay, so we're from 47 to 55. I think I see Aiden English personally just below Dash Wilder. 54? Better than Kalisto. I th- I, Kalisto it's does, hard to say. Kalisto does good lucha things. He does. He does do good leech of things. He does that. Salida del Sol. He's an excellent wrestler. But Kalisto has no personality whatsoever. No, he does not. Um, Aiden English does. Aiden English does. So I, I, I think I'm going to put him... I mean, I could even maybe get a case to put him above Dash Wilder. But in terms of, you know, just pure enjoyment of those teams... Well, I yes, think the revival, always is, enjoyed the revival, revival as more. a unit is clearly superior to either the Vaudevillains or, well, not Rusev himself, but maybe the tag team that was briefly Rusev Day. I would go with higher than Dash Wilder. I would put him at 53, just below Rosie. Yeah, I think that's Just fair. below Rosie. Aiden English. Because again, Dash Wilder, I'm not really aware of what his personality is. I'd... He's a guy who wrestles okay in the revival, but the other guy's more talented, so... Um, not that we need to make this prediction, but the uh, Elimination Chambers tomorrow, there's a match for the pre-show we missed. The Club versus Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Doc Manson, do you care? No. Okay. Just thought I'd ask. Uh, Does anyone? No. Do you want to move to a, a, no. a female? Do you want to go with another name on the, another male yeah, on the yeah, list? Yeah, let's, let's do another female. Why not? The next female on the list feeling spicy. is Sage Beckett. Sage Beckett. Who I believe is the... She was part of the May Young Classic. I want to say she's no, the one she with the eye wasn't. patch. The eye patch? I think there was one with an eye patch. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I don't think that's her. 
I'm looking at pictures of Sage Beckett. I'm not seeing any eye Is patches. she the cowgirl? No. Then I don't know who this she's is. She's got black hair, and she's wearing a black shirt. Um, Sage Beckett May Young. She's got the whoop-de-doo in her hair. The whoop-de-doo in her the hair. Front this is there. not Bianca Belair. Well, no. She Bianca Belair does not have the whoop-de-doo in her hair. Oh, Thank you she's the much. witch. That's who she is. She's the witch. The witch? She she had, like, the black fingernails, and she had, like, a little yes. bit of a cape coming to the ring. Yes. She had a cape? I don't remember that. She had okay, kind of, yeah, like, a witch, which is witch. She kind of had, like, a witch-slash-vampire look going for her um, sure. in the Mae Young Classic. Okay. okay. I don't remember liking her a whole lot. She's clearly no. better than Marty Bell. I, I mean, Yes. I mean, I would even, Marty Bell. I would even rank her above Cameron. I would hesitate to rank her above Liv Morgan. Okay, I think maybe I'm feeling that. maybe based on just the fact that I haven't seen a whole lot of her. But I, I mean, at this point, I think I'm gonna be looking at below Borazukov because again, have we created have we created a is. subsection of the Horner line called like the Zukov Nexus or something like that? Like <laughs> maybe because I mean, honestly, there is a decent. Amount of space between Zukov and Horner. Yeah, and again, you know, that's where Zukov, that's where a guy like David Otunga gets lost. But I like Boris Zukov. I liked the uh, yeah. Bolsheviks. I'm just saying, I know who that is. Even yeah. you, know, you know what I mean. There's there's still a certain name. Well, recognition. but see, here's the problem. You know who Cameron is. So if we're going by that, well, sure. But we're all. It's a mixture of things. Okay, Cameron's just also just not very good. This lady, I at least can remember as being pretty good, but I don't really remember who she is. Do we want to? So that's why I'm hesitant to go above ninety nine above Doug Gilbert, but below Borzukov and Andy Douglas of the Naturals. Absolutely. Okay, you thought about that far too long. Sorry. All right. Sorry. I think I have solved the ad problem as I try to do it quietly while you're talking. The next name. I don't recognize that music. Lars Sullivan. Oh, the big beefy guy from NXT. Yeah. Yes. Um... He can go somewhere around 110. No! List. How dare you? Slightly above Marty Bell. How dare you, sir? Lars Sullivan is great. He's been in NXT for, what, six weeks? And He's been in NXT a long time. Yeah, well, he's only been on television for the last six well, weeks, it seems like. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I will agree with you that for a young green big guy, he does seem like he's pretty good. Mm -hmm. But to me, and again, this is just to me because I've been a big, there was that picture, Finn Balor, Braun Strowman, and Dylan Miley, who is Lars Sullivan, and Dylan Miley's hand is bigger than Finn Balor's entire body. And as from that. I mean, Finn Balor is like, a four foot eleven go go dancer compared to these guys for the most part. Like that's, he's petite, that's he is svelte. A gimmick I would like to see. I would like to see Finn Balor go go dancer. 
I'm sure he'd get a kick out of it. But I'm dumb. Um, I would rank him above Luther Reigns in terms of big guys. I would rank him. I don't know if I would. Come on. He doesn't have the name recognition. He's not on the main not roster. yet, but he's just, he's... Ex- well, well, exactly. They do, not that great, they do that great entrance where he's in silhouette. They haven't perfected it yet, but he's got a nice finisher that's reminiscent. Listen to what you're saying. The... We're talking about a guy who hasn't even perfected his entrance yet. I will go 80. Fine. Fine. You want to put him below Luther Reigns, you can put him one spot below Lo- Luther Reigns. I will allow 80 and no lower. Okay, well, let me just see if I'm really feeling good about that. He's better than Shad Gaspard of Crime Time. He's better. He is. He's better than Man Mountain Rock. Lash he LaRue. Is, yes. Um, if, when we start getting a little bit higher, you know, again, do I think he's better say, than Dragon say, Azteca Jr.? If you want to say okay, Dante maybe. Fox and those guys are better from Lucha Angelico, Underground. Okay. Rich Swan. You know, okay. You know, I'm coming around on this. Yes! A little bit. I think I can see him... I'm going to suggest 65. Put him above Kurt Hawkins. I would have been above. glad if you put him just below Kurt Hawkins. My word. Well, Kurt Hawkins I like a lot, but they seem intent on not actually doing anything with him in this entire run of his on the main roster. So at the moment, due to this last year or so of Kurt Hawkins' career, he's losing some of that value I think that he initially had to me. I um, I would agree with that. Okay. Then I will put Lars Sullivan at number 65 and I will celebrate. Oh wait. I'm actually you know what? what? Oh. I'm so excited. Yeah. I you know, I can't I cannot in good faith put Lars Sullivan below Maya Yim. Now we're talking I've never 63. really cared for her as a wrestler. Now we're talking um, 63. And you need I, to talk to me about Buzz Sawyer again. I, I know we I, talked that's about what him I'm last saying. That's week. what I'm saying. I won't presume you would put him above the Blue Meanie. Not yet. But if you want to put him in number 60, because... Yeah, I do. Oh. I think I do. Because, in all fairness, I, he's a little below the Blue Meanie there, but mm-hmm. also he's below Tyler Bate. Yep. He's be, You know what I mean? Like, he's going to get there, I think. I think that, actually, yeah, I think that's a good spot. For all right. Number 60, Lars Sullivan, quite excited. Are you happy with that? Am, we had, we were, I was pegging him around 80 to start I am, with, I am so. thrilled because I am secretly hoping that he shows up at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and wins it. I think it's time for someone to win the Battle Royal that we've never heard of. Killian, That'd be nice. So the next name is a name that I know you know, but I don't know if you know the music for it because... <laughs> Because nobody knows the music. Who is this? That is the Amazing Red. Oh! And again, the Amazing Red apparently had six different themes in TNA, so I went with one (laughs) that I I liked. (laughs) Yeah, I don't recognize that at all. But the Amazing uh... Red of TNA fame, of Ring of Honor fame... Um, the Amazing Red is was quite excellent. He had some great matches. 
you know, in the early days of TNA, probably mm-hmm. even other places, Ring, Ring of he, Honor maybe. He was but. a huge name of Ring of Honor, wrestling guys like Brian Danielson, wrestling guys like uh, Christopher Daniels in low key. And and that's what I remember. I remember him being, you know, mixing it up in the X Division in TNA. Yeah. You know, facing AJ Styles, facing Christopher Daniels, facing Frank Kazarian. Yeah. Um, he put on some great matches. He had some great, you know, remember when uh, John Cena was trying to be a great wrestler and he started doing like the Code Red like he, yeah, you know that's the amazing Reds move. That's one of his things. So, you know, a very, very that, that influential though, cruiserweight. I do remember there was one point at which I think Amazing Red got injured and he disappeared mm-hmm. he for did. a good period of time. And when he came back, it always now. Admittedly, I haven't seen him wrestle recently, but when he came back for that period of time that I that I did see him, it seemed like he was you know, perhaps understandably so, but he did not seem like he was able to commit to those high flying moves in the way that he did previously. Um, yes. So I, I sort of feel like his, his, his performance suffered but again, understandably. injury tends to do that. Yes. He, I would say he's someone who in the, in the first decade of the two thousands was a huge name, did get injured, was gone for a while. And, you know, I don't think was able to. I think he's still wrestling. He showed up in TNA wrestling with Crimson. They were like the Red Brothers or something like that. But I do yeah. think he kind of lost some of what made him. And probably it's, you know, he was death defying. He took a lot of risks. After you've injured yourself, you're probably not up for taking a huge amount of risks anymore. So. Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, that said, though, I mean, I do have a great deal of respect for him. He put on some amazingly. Uh, athletic performances again certainly a, a a i don't know if you want to say a pioneer of the cruiserweights because cruiserweights have been around for a long time but he certainly was somebody who i feel like in those early knots was was really someone to watch in that scene so i mean i'm looking at this list i'm looking somewhere around I mean, I'm just thinking in my head i'm looking at drago on this list at number 45 and i think i I think I like Amazing Red more than I like Drago. I so. would agree with that. And again, we don't necessarily have to compare cruiserweights to cruiserweights, but it is kind of something that you do. Um, I don't know if I would like him more than Lashley at 40, though. Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, I like him better than Jason Jordan, so I could see him being at number 41. Um, but that is going to move Stacey Keebler off of 42, That's so fine. I don't know if you're ready that, for nope, that. that is fine. Do you like him better than Heidenreich at 37? I don't think so. I don't think so if either. If only because Heidenreich. I just like saying poetry. Heidenreich. <laughs> I'm happy with Heiden. Heidenreich. Heiden. Heidenreich. That was so I might weird. have to get I might have to put that theme on every one of my playlists in the future <laughs> and just anytime his name comes up. I uh, I'm happy with 41 putting him above okay, Jason Jordan. The amazing red. I worry that Jason Jordan's going to have a similar you know, a neck injury yeah. as a kid and then having to take a year, it's going to be hard for him to come back like he was. All right. Well, his father did it, so. That's true. Next up. Let's see. Get ready to smile, Doc Manson. All right, here we go. People power! Ugh. It's John Laurinaitis, a.k.a. Johnny Ace. Uh, a.k.a. 
Big Johnny. A.K.A. Big Johnny, a.k.a. Is he married Now, to here's Mrs. the thing. Bella? I know John... I know John Laurinaitis was a wrestler at some point in the past, but I am wholly unfamiliar with his work as an in-ring performer. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to any of that? Have you I seen can, him wrestle? I can. Um, I saw him wrestle as part of the Dynamic Dudes, which were a skateboarding, like surfing, having good time, California boys tag team with Shane Douglas back in the Is early Is that when 90s. he was Johnny Ace? Yep. Um, okay. He had a big career in Japan, wrestled a lot in Japan. Johnny Ace, I'm going to argue, uh, deserves to be high on this list because he is the innovator of a move known as the Ace Crusher. Okay. Which then became known as the Diamond Cutter and now oh. is known as the RKO. I see. So you could make the case that without Johnny Ace... DDP and Randy Orton might not have had the careers that they have had. So while I agree that that would be a travesty in the case of DDP, um, (laughs) I'm not so sure I feel the same way about that other one. So, yeah. Fair enough. I'm also going to go out on a limb here and say that I think John Laurinaitis had... Okay, well, I just prove myself wrong but he had one of the worst runs as rod general manager i don't think i enjoyed very much of his time as the authority figure on raw and he was in that position for quite some time i would agree now granted i didn't watch a lot of the john laurinitis era but what i do remember i didn't enjoy so i actually think that does hurt him a little bit but i you know and again somebody can jeremy who we might hear from later in in this show, depending on how many names we get through. Um, Jeremy might be able to speak more about Johnny Ace's in-ring career. It's not like he was wrestling for the NWA title that I'm aware of. He had a nice Japan career. He wrestled in uh, WCW for a little bit. Um, But yeah, so, you know, I, I do appreciate the creation of the Ace Crusher. I look at a guy like Bob Orton, Cowboy Bob, at number 38. I don't think he ranks as high as that. And Oh, no? Okay. I don't. Cowboy Bob Orton, between the cast gimmick and, you know, all of that, like, he had a nice long career. The Magnificent Morocco at 52. Maybe he'd be higher than the Magnificent Morocco. We might be looking at, you know, John Laurinaitis in the same area as we look at the Amazing Red, somewhere in that 40 to 45 range. All right. Um, I'm comfortable with that. And certainly, if you want to rank him at 44, just above the Borto del Rio, I'm happy to do that. Sold any way to get Alberto Del Rio lower on this list, I will (laughs) take. It's the Mean Street Posse. Okay, next on the list, Mean Street Posse. Specifically, Um, the best, in my opinion, of the Mean Street Posse, it's Joey Abs. Okay. Now, you don't know much about the Mean Street Posse, do you? No, I do not. All right. I apologize that a lot of these names are names that you don't know anything. Like, it's just the numbers. It's just the way it's it works out. It's just the numbers, Doc. Um, they're, again, 
depending on how long we go, there are some others. But uh, the Mean Street Posse were Shane McMahon's childhood friends. They wore sweater vests. At first, it was just Rodney and Pete Gass. And then they brought in Joey Abs, who is actually a wrestler. Rodney and Pete Gass were legitimately Shane McMahon's friends. As far as I can remember. I actually think they were friends of Shane McMahon. Um, Joey Abs, however, was a wrestler. Wrestled for, you know, the Hardys before they became famous. Had a little promotion uh, in the North Carolina area. I think he wrestled there. I think he wrestled under the name of Venom or something like that. He was good. Like, he was a talented wrestler. I don't know... If he would, I think I do remember the Mean Street Posse. I think they were at like a. I've gone back and watched you know, like some Royal Rumbles and things yep. um, from that era, and I think I've seen them show up there. So I don't know that he would qualify as. <sighs> Jeremy's not going to like this, but I do think he's above the Horner line, but he's probably not much higher. You know, I'm looking in the again that kind of '90 era. You know, I I personally like him better than Luther Reigns at 82, but that's just because I was impressed that well, one of Shane McMahon's friends was a I will say wrestler. I don't really I don't really like Luther Reigns very much. Um, are you familiar with Dante Fox at all from Lucha Underground? Not really. I uh, I know he had a great match with was it Killshot? Killshot, yeah. Okay, um, but I don't know. Much else. I, I'm just, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to get a feel for whether or not Johnny Abs could be above Dante. I feel like Dante. Well, Fox, first of all, it's Joey Abs. Whatever, Johnny Joey. It's all the Abs, right? Dante Fox. I sort of feel is like this, is, and I don't mean this the way it's going to sound, but he's sort of the bottom of the barrel in terms of Lucha Underground talent. Like he's very talented in terms of athleticism, but I never really got his character across other than, you know, military dude. Like he's good, but like, he's, he's just sort of meh. So, so I mean, if if, if this, if buddy abs here is, is you're saying something special, at least a little bit, then I could see him going above Dante Fox. If, if you get the chance, I, you know, I liked Joey, but again, he's wrestling compared to two guys who I don't believe were wrestlers. So it's kind of hard, hard to judge. All right, next on the list, we've still got some time. Again, you might know this theme. I'm not sure. It's Rockstar Spud. Oh. A.K.A. T.O. 5 Live General Manager Drake Maverick. A.K.A. Drake Maverick, who eats his chicken wings with a fork and knife. That got taken all over the internet lately. Oh, boy. Uh, but yes, Rock. now, I don't know anything about Rockstar Spud. I only know Drake Maverick. Did you watch TNA at all in the Rockstar Spud era? A little bit. Um, I will say in TNA, even, he was basically a comedy character. He oh. was... Um, I never really... If they ever treated him seriously, I never saw it. I only ever saw him treated as a comedy character. Okay. So it's hard to... He's, Part of it is just he's very, very small. Like, I know he doesn't maybe look as small on 205 Live surrounded by other small people, but I do feel like he is legitimately a small guy. Yeah, I, you know. um, Well, this is up to you. As I Google search Rockstar Spid, 
which is probably going to not get me <laughs> what I want. Oh, no, it did. Um, <laughs> I will say Rockstar Spud is a better general manager than Johnny Ace ever was. So if we're going to use that as the way that we judge this. Well, let's see. He is a two-time X Division champion. Okay. He hasn't won any other titles. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Well, for that alone, though, I think we can start thinking about him north of Rich Swan, maybe even above Samir Singh. He was a chief of staff. I'm looking at him in this very very bright pink shirt with a bow tie and kind of a brightly colored you know he's a big fan of colors he was the chief of staff yes. of team dixie so that's something he's been wrestling since 2001 though like he's had a yeah. you know had a 15 16 year career so and by all accounts it sounds like he's a pretty good competitor um i can't speak to it i can't say i saw him in any of his x division title reigns mm. um so i don't know but just knowing that he is a two-time X Division champion, knowing that he's got you know the sort of personality and promo skills that he's able to be a GM for Two Hundred Five Live. I mean, I'm looking at you know the '60s on this list, and I'm definitely thinking he's above that. Well, and I'm looking at it like not for nothing. You know, Aiden English, I believe, won the tag team titles in NXT, but that's about yeah. it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's at fifty-five. And Rockstar Spud had a 15-year career, won two X-Division titles, was a core component of uh, storylines in TNA for a while, now is the general manager of 205 Live, and since he's shown up, that has become quickly my favorite hour of wrestling each week. So, I mean, I think I can see him slotting in at 51. Above Abby Lace. But not above, above, not above Scott Dawson or Amish Road. I have I'm, trouble listing him above Scott Dawson. But but that said, you could make the argument that he's got had a longer career. You could make the argument that you know Scott Dawson, while an excellent wrestler, is not somebody who they're relying on in a talking position, a GM. I'm not sure that's in his future. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we are actually talking a little bit higher than Scott Dawson. Maybe we're talking. I don't. Is he higher than Mike Kanellis? I would is say he higher than Jason Jordan. No, no. I think we're getting a little crazy now. I think Mike Kanellis, the Kingdom, was a big deal in Ring of Honor. Now, granted, his WWE career hasn't been anything to speak of. But again, Alberto Del Rio is a multiple-time world champion. He won the forty-man Royal Rumble. Right. We don't like him, but. Clearly, his career <laughs> right. warrants being above Rockstar Spud. I, you know, I, I'm happy at 53. I might say Johnny B. Bad, aka Mark Marrow's career, is a little better than Rockstar Spud. So I could. I agree with you, but the problem is for me is this GM spot that he's got. I know he's only been doing it for a little while, but again, I just sort of feel like if they if they see something in him that they brought him in to for that role, and I will admit the guy's got a great personality the comedy stuff i did i always thought he was good in that capacity um i just feel like that sort of catapults him maybe above uh mark marrow okay all right that's fair mark marrow who for all accounts is a fine motivational speaker uh on his own now but okay i will go with number 51 above abby lace rockstar spud but you're not going to go above scott dawson no 
Forever the Revival. Okay. All right. I'm I'm fists not fun or something. I forget what their things fists, is. Fists not flips. Oh yeah, fists. Fists not flips. That they should flips. if if they bridge the gap between the cruiserweight division and the main roster, Drew Gulak and the Revival would be awesome together. Fair enough. Uh, I'm who's next? I'm moving to the women's list because I want to talk about this right now. Can I safely say this? I think I can. This is my second favorite women's wrestler of all time. Interesting. This is one Bull Nakano. Bull. Yeah, Bull. Yeah. Okay. Next to Charlotte is probably... Now, let me, let me paint the picture as to why I say that. I'm watching wrestling in the 90s as a kid, and I'm a WWF guy. In the WWF in the early 90s, women's wrestling wasn't a thing until Alundra Blaze showed up. And Alundra Blaze was good and all. And then all of a sudden, because it's just her, so she's wrestling, there's like one woman's match, and that's it. It's Alundra Blaze versus whomever. And then all of a sudden, this woman comes out. She's got blue veins painted on her face. Her hair is gelled so that it is sticking up like the Bride of Frankenstein. And she puts Alundra Blaze in submission holes that I have never seen before in my life. And as a fan of amateur submission-style wrestling... I'm not going to say I had an you know, early adolescent experience watching Bull Nakara, <laughs> but I will say that I love her dearly. And I know that that is just a small snippet of the career she had. She was a legend in Japan, still is a legend in Japan. Um, I, I'm going to just have an opening salvo here. Sure. You can tell me how you feel about this. I think she's definitely a top 20 talent. I would put her above Nikki Bella at 18. And personally, I'd put her above Sasha Banks at 15. But I could understand if some if you're not willing to go that far. That's where I start to yeah. have misgivings. But if you want to put her in the conversation of Mr. Wonderful Paul Lorndorff at number 17, like, again, I, I'd put her above Farouk at 16. But again, he had a great career in the damn thing and all of that. But if... Yeah, I'm. I would put him above her, above Natalia, above Nikki Bella. You know, next to Sasha Banks. Yeah, so far on our list, the greatest woman's wrestler. Did, okay, I mean, I right now am immediately comfortable putting Bull Nakata at seventeen above Paul Orndorff. But my question to you is, can you make an argument that breaks her above fifteen? If I was more well-versed in her Japan career, like if I took 10 minutes and read up on her, probably, but... I'd like to point out Antonio Inoki is number six on this list. Yes, he created New Japan Pro Wrestling. To the best of my knowledge, Bull Nakano has not created a Japanese wrestling promotion. I'll look her up. Like, I will have no problem, you know. I love how... (laughs) Uh... 
Bolt Mikado is a Japanese professional golfer and former professional wrestler. That's the first line <laughs> of her Wikipedia page. That's awesome. Um, she That's wrestled in Japan awesome. from 83 to 92, wrestled in North America from 92 to 96, and then went and played professional golf. She's won... She's won many titles in all Japan pro wrestling, including, I just need to read this, the WWWA World Tag Team Championship, which she won three times with Condor Saito, Grizzly Iwamoto, and Dump Matsumoto. Dump. (laughs) (laughs) Um... She, you know, she she's a one-time women's champion in the WWF. She's won titles in Mexico and in Japan. Uh, I don't necessarily know that she has, you know, her career ended in 97 due to a, uh, due to injuries. Um, again, has Sasha Banks had a more historic career has she made more history with all of the stuff she's done for wwf yes but bull Nakano has wrestled all over the world sasha banks hasn't done that um i'd put her above sasha banks but that's me so how far above sasha banks let me look because i'm definitely not feeling bad necessarily about her being the highest female talent on this list thus far I can't go higher than... I can go 15. I don't know if she's had a better career than Chris Benoit. Now, again, my personal list... This is a a joint thing. My personal list would have Chris Benoit above a guy like the Road Dog, but I, you know, I, I hesitate there. I toyed for a second with putting her at number 10 over Chavo Guerrero, but that means Roman Reigns, Road Dog, Mel Mascaras are better than are not as good as Bull Nakano. I could go fifteen. I could go seventeen. Uh, I defer to you, Doc Manson. Let's put her at fifteen. Oh, all right. I have honestly, I had more trouble putting her above Farouk. Then I did Sasha Banks, but I feel good. But I think it's appropriate. I feel good. The number fifteen greatest wrestler of all time, and next to Charlotte Flair, my favorite women's wrestler of all time, Bull Nakano. Um, Second only to Christy Hemi for me. Excellent. Glad to hear it. Uh, I think that's a perfect place to stop. This was not the top ten. I think this is actually the first week where our top ten. Stayed completely the same. It did. You're right. I mean, really, our top 14 stayed completely the same. Well, that's true, too. But the fact that we were able to get a, a female, and another female in the top 20 and in the top 15 makes me feel pretty good. Pretty good, I mean, Doc this, Manson. Bo Nakano is the greatest female wrestler of all time currently, according to the list. Life is grand. I I have no problem with that statement. To end our first foray into the list on DDT Wrestling. I am sure, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, that in the amount of time that we've been recording, at least two more t-shirts have been bought. We don't need to say the link again. Don't we? Bit.ly slash 
DDT shirt sale. We don't have to say that link again. It depends on when we would decide to release this show, which is something that we get to decide to do. We could release it on Mondays. Like this yeah. could be the new Monday show. We release a show on Monday. We release a show on Friday. As affiliates, we have the right to do so. Yes, I don't know if we would be stepping on any toes. I know the Rant with Ant is moving to Mondays, and certainly we wouldn't want to step on their toes, but our show is so different than the Anting Ranting. Yeah, I don't think it's I'd like to propose, Ant, if you're listening, I would like to propose that you change your show's name from Rant with Ant to Anting Ranting. I think it's a better name. Anting Ranting? It's got a certain... Roll off the tongue quality. Yes, to it. thank you. Yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to help. It's what I do. It's what you do. That's what yes. I do. We've and what got... you can do is buy one of our t-shirts. <laughs> you can indeed. We you did can not also. Get... You can also send us an email. You can indeed join Mitchell and Brandon Banks, who have sent us emails uh, at ddtwrestling at gmail.com. What did you think of this episode of the list? Is Bull Nakano too high? Is uh, who do we put? Is King Kong too low? No. The correct answer is no, he's not. But maybe <laughs> some people think so. Maybe, maybe somebody's going to email and preach the the case. Or No, you don't preach a case. Make the case for Man Mountain Rock or Louis Spicoli or Joey Abs or any of the other great names. Uh, I think the music was a hit, Doc Manson. I think this worked. Okay. Do, yeah, do you absolutely. disagree? Wait, do you disagree? No, it was good. It, it was, it, it was, you know, something. So <laughs> we're working out the bugs. Absolutely, but no, I think this it's is a good addition. We're working out the bugs. All right, we've got more names. Plus, Doc will send me more numbers. So we'll be back next week with another fantastic episode of the list. Anything else you'd like to say, Doc Manson, before we head out into that lovely rainy Saturday afternoon? John Cena is the greatest wrestler of all time. Third week in a row for John Cena. And Bold Nakano, if you're listening, I love you. <laughs>